Parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby. A little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life. I'm Jessica Rolfe, and this is My New Life, a Love Every Podcast. If you've ever tried to learn a second language, you likely understood what others were saying long before you could engage in a two-way conversation. Babies are no different. Their understanding of language comes well before their ability to speak. This can also be the case with their motor skills. Most babies will wave bye-bye before they can say the words. These are a few of the reasons signing works so well for babies. It gives them a means of communicating well before they can verbally form words. Plus, research shows that babies who learn basic sign language develop pathways for communication sooner than they would otherwise. Joy Jackson has been using sign language with her daughter Lyric from the time she was four months old. I asked her why she chose to teach her daughter sign language. So it's funny that it started by me watching Meet the Fockers um, a very long time ago. I know that that sounds like super superficial, but I just was so entertained by that movie. Robert De Niro's grandson or the child that played his grandson used baby sign language in that film. And that was 2004. So I was right out of college, not even thinking about kids, but I just found it extremely fascinating and just kept it in my head for all those years. And then 14 years later, when I had my daughter, that is when I signed up on my registry to receive all kinds of baby sign language books because I just never forgot. I'm like, I'm definitely going to do this thing. And that was where it started. I remember saying when my uh, daughter was an infant, like, I want to know her thoughts. I can't wait to know what she's thinking because her face was so expressive and all of those things. And so I was really encouraged because that was something that I was hoping to see the benefits of. Like I wanted to hear her thoughts sooner than I know that she would be able to say it. What I did end up learning over time is that I've started to change my language from saying it's a great way for them to communicate before they can speak. Because what I've read or like what I'm hearing from the deaf community is that saying that Um, children can communicate before they speak is kind of putting verbal language on a higher pedestal than signed languages because it's like, oh, this is a thing they can do before they reach the epitome of language, which is verbal. So I've changed my language to start saying that I've I wanted to um, include an additional form of communication from my daughter that she may be able to access some signs before verbal language. So for instance, I think my daughter actually was speaking some words prior to signing. And I think that's one myth is that people believe that your child will be able to sign before they speak and really sign language or that sign language is easier. And really what what it is, is that there are some signs that are easier for infants to imitate than some words. But for instance, my daughter did say mama and dada prior to any sign, because those are easy words to say, but she wasn't able to sign that word, which is a little little bit more complicated. They have to take their thumb and tap it on their chin for a mother and tap it on on their forehead for dad. And that was a lot more complicated than saying those words for her. So just including this additional form of communication was helpful in trying to understand some of her needs early on. 
So before a child can actually verbally express themselves, they're understanding so much more. You know, they can't yet verbalize, but they're communicating with you and they're having that back and forth. And that actually builds these brain pathways that are really healthy for their development. So it's really inspiring to hear how you have brought this into your, your daughter's life. And so you first introduced Lyric to sign language at four months. Yes. When did she start to use it? And why did you start at four months? I started at four months because I think that was when she was sitting up. And I think, I don't know what I saw in her, but I could see that we were actually starting to non-verbally communicate in other ways. And so it started off at mealtime. That was the first time. And, and, and I guess a lot of times people say that the, the baby sign language can help with reducing frustration for the child. But I do think, you know, it is a form of communication that that goes two ways. A lot of times we feel frustration when we can't understand what our child needs as well. And so for them, they, when they need something, they cry for almost everything at this age. And this gives them another tool to communicate. So we started at mealtime and it was just simply more or all done because that was the time where she seemed to, she would yell. That was how she communicated that she wanted something. And I was just trying to help her, trying to distinguish because I would try to offer her more and then she'd yell and then I'd take it away and she'd stop yelling. I was like, okay, let's, let's try to add a sign to this. So more and all done are where we began. So what if a baby's already using words? Is there any benefit to teaching sign language to verbal children? Absolutely. And and I think if you're using both languages or, or trying to incorporate ASL signs along with your verbal language, you'll see that there will be some words that they can't speak yet and some signs that they can and it's an interchange. So, it, you know, just like with any verbal language, there's no, it's a continuum. It's not like, oh, this is complete. Certainly there's no child that you'd um, look at and say, well, you know, English is complete or Spanish is complete. Now we can move on to a different language. Since it's happening on a continuum, it's, of, to me, I've found a lot of value in continuing to immerse her in both as much as possible. And I've heard some misconceptions. So like signing, that it, signing interferes with learning how to speak. What are some other common misconceptions about sign language and teaching babies sign language? Yeah, there are a number that I've discovered. And, and one is that teaching children to sign will prevent tantrums. And so, again, realizing that communication goes two ways, and if you're actively using the sign, the goal is not just for your child to use it, that you're using it also, is that a lot of what ASL signs do is help you, is help the adult to reduce their frustration because it helps you to understand your child. As my daughter has reached toddlerhood, I've found it really helpful when, you know, when she's using baby talk and you can't understand her words. If she signs along with speaking, sometimes it, it definitely helps me. It confirms what it is that she's trying to say. But the other piece is that learning to use a different language doesn't prevent developmentally appropriate behaviors. So a two-year-old is a two-year-old. And if they want something and they know how to communicate it now in, in verbal language and assigned language, they're just going to demand that thing more. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make them not cry or get upset or want that thing instantly. So if they're assigning something that you can't give them or the answer is no to, they will still have that tantrum because now they have two ways to communicate with you. I have a couple of instances on my page where I've asked my daughter, are you ready to go to bed? And she will furiously sign no while like crying. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I don't want to go to bed. So again, I think a lot of it can reduce some frustration, but know that you will still see the developmentally appropriate behaviors play out in the same way. Because again, it's just an additional form of communication for them to make their demands on you. So there's no 100% cure for tantrums. Okay, we get it. (laughs) You mentioned ASL. My brother uses adaptive sign language. He has special needs. And he's like, you know, I call my little brother. He's 37 years old. And he has adapted certain signs. He's got you know, a number of signs that he uses that are not possibly accurate in ASL, but we've adapted those signs. And I think that that happens sometimes with babies as well. Can you talk more about the difference between baby sign language and ASL? Absolutely. So American sign language is a language like any other with complex grammar and the facial expressions and mouth morphemes, which if you watch someone who is deaf using sign language, you see different mouth shapes that they're making. That is actually part of the language. All of that is ignored in baby sign language. Baby sign language just adapts ASL signs and isolates them without the grammar. So essentially it's it almost should be called, or just should be called American Sign Vocabulary. <laughs> I think that would probably be a more accurate term because the language, like any other, is very rich and there is culture. There are dialects of it that I've learned. I've seen a whole page on like African-American signed like a vernacular. So there are different cultures in different regions of the country that where signs will vary. And all of that is not taken into account with baby sign language, which is just their simplified vocabulary that is taken from ASL signs. What are your favorite... We've, you've mentioned some of the favorite first signs. We have a first signs book at Love Every. And I was just curious if you had ones that you remember really loving. You've already mentioned some, but some signs that you really loved teaching Lyric when she was a baby that really worked in your life that you used frequently over and over again. If a parent is just going to use six or seven signs, what are those favorite ones? So I mentioned more and all done. I would add to that help. So help was something that a baby needs all the time. And so it was a sign that I focused on, you know, she was sitting up, but would roll over easily. So before I'd lift her, I'd say, you know, do you need help? Or she dropped something. Do you need help? It was a sign that I used so often. And I think after more and all done, it was the next sign that she picked up and used constantly. After that, I started to label things in her world that she got really interested in. And so that was things in nature, bird, Water was helpful, but a very difficult sign. You have to you have to create the letter W by putting your thumb over your pinky for water. That is very difficult. She still can't do that at two years old. But she would tap her hand on her chin. Something that was fun was dance. And she would sign that every time she heard music, indicating that she wanted to dance or wanted us to dance with her. Oh, it's so cute. So how many signs does Lyric have? Or how many did she have at, you know, let's say a year? Like what can parents kind of expect? At a year, I would say she had three or four and that would be the, the more all done. And then again, here's what's tricky at that age, that those were the signs that she could produce herself again, because the language is a continuum. She demonstrated understanding of more signs than she could actually produce. But she was just beginning at 11 months. So I would say about four. And then once she, I think, I mean, it's either brain development or once she saw the benefits of being able to communicate with me in this way, it, it kind of picked up from there. And that's when I, I committed to it more and started doing all of the research that added to just the baby signs that I was doing. 
Yeah, I love hearing that. We talk about how research shows that babies who learn this basic sign language develop those pathways for communication sooner than they might otherwise. And again, that babies are taking in and they can kind of receive language and understand you before mm-hmm. they can express it themselves. So it's like yes. super helpful to kind of hear that come alive with you in Lyric. So is teaching your baby sign language considered bilingualism? Because the research is so clear that bilingualism is so healthy for brain development and really does enrich those pathways for communication. And I think that's the link, right? That you're enhancing the pathways of communication. You're also creating alternate paths for the same word, that there are different ways to express that. Yes. And so at least from what I've read, I think there's uh, benefits if you're just doing baby sign language, but the broader benefits would come from more learning more of the language, which is a big undertaking. So for me, because I'm not fluent in ASL, is I'll watch videos and learn phrases so that I'm using the proper grammar and I'll introduce the phrases to my daughter. So learning simple things about like question words, because I think, think that will be helpful to her. So something I've started recently is how are you? And I've learned how to sign that. And then we've learned emotion signs. So I found that to be really helpful because it doesn't take a lot of complex grammar to have that conversation in a grammatically correct ASL way. So tell me more about how you've used emotion signs with your daughter. I would love to kind of hear some stories. I think that's such a brilliant idea. So the first thing that, and this is actually another interesting reason for signing, was when I was nursing her. So when I'm nursing Lyric, I was trying, when I was first teaching her emotion words, I would raise my eyebrows and smile and then sign happy, which is tapping your chest upward. And then I would frown my face and sign sad, which is kind of it's so hard to describe, but basically flinching your fingers almost as if you're about to make a fist, but you don't quite do it right in front of your face. And so I would just go back and forth and she would imitate those facial expressions um, while she was nursing again, because she didn't need to use her mouth. For the most part, she would raise her eyebrows and furrow her eyebrows when I did happy and sad. And then she started using them in context at a, at a later time. That is so Sweet. I love thinking about that. And I, I remember I used to do that where I, I we didn't sign happy and sad. I love that idea. If I had another baby, I would be doing that. But we would do happy and sad, you know, yes, we would point yes. to faces and pictures of babies who are happy and then babies who are sad. And I think that early emotional learning can be so powerful. Um, Joy, it is such a joy to talk to you. And I just before we say goodbye, I just wanted to hear if there's anything else that you want to share with parents around. Convince us, why should we invest this time into teaching our babies and young children sign language? And you know, just tell us a little bit more about why it's been so meaningful for you in your life with your daughter. So again, it started off as me wanting to introduce an additional form of communication. Again, some signs that she could access sooner. It's been great being able to communicate things with her silently from across the room without tone. So I think that especially having toddlers, we are concerned with tone quite often in our own frustration. And so I've felt good about not having to think about the volume of my voice when signing no or signing stop that I can show it on my face, but it kind of has helped helped to manage me and not having to think about tone so much, but she totally understands what I'm saying in those moments. I've also, when I've seen her 
with other children, I've been able to communicate those same things, or I might, I've seen her fall and been able to ask, how are you? And she doesn't have to come all the way over to me to, to let me know. She can communicate in sign. But I've just gained such an appreciation for the language. It's such a, a beautiful language, which I think people experience as they learn any language. And, and there's a whole culture behind it that I would love my daughter to be immersed in as she gets older. I want us to kind of take that journey together. And at this point, I don't think there was any other language that I really had any chance of learning. This is one that I feel like because of the number of resources, it's something that felt a little bit more tangible to me with work, but something that I'm hoping to be able to to add to the list of things that I can say that I can do that'll also benefit other people. Because there are a number of people that don't have access to the content that we deliver because so many of us don't know sign language. And I, I really do think it's something that should be become mandatory for a number of us because we're marginalizing a big percentage of our population by not knowing this language. That is so inspiring, Joy. And it's so fun to think through this interview. I just have these images of you and Lyric, and I've seen some of the videos of you and your daughter, and they're just the sweetest. So thank you so much for being with us today. We've loved it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. I didn't realize there was so much to know about baby sign language. Takeaway number one, consistency is key, and learning a second language takes patience. The child has to be immersed in sign language, like any other language. Takeaway number two, in addition to signs like more and all done, two popular baby signs, help is also a very helpful sign. Babies need lots of help, and this sign can be incorporated into a baby's conversation regularly. Dance is also a fun one, and emotion signs are great for toddlers in particular. Takeaway number three. Signing can reduce frustration for both parent and child because it gives you another avenue for communication. However, if your child is asking for something that you don't have or are not yet willing to give them, knowing the sign will not prevent them from getting upset. You can find more sign language tips on the Love Every blog at loveevery.com. You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to loveevery.com. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. I'm Jessica Rolfe. Thanks for listening. Thank you.